I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participation restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to episode three of Talk of the Tune, a Newcastle United podcast. My name is Will, I'm your host. I'm joined here by my good pals and co-hosts, Hodgie, Arid. Arid. And Gray, say hello, Gray. Hey. Is that it, like? I said hello. <laughs> Let's rip it off like a plaza, shall we? A quick update on the takeover. There is none, so we'll move straight on. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> yeah, no real update on the takeover, I don't believe, so we'll not talk about it anymore. Hey. I think there's some good news to be mentioned, though, in the fact that we've had uh, two loan signings extended till the end of the season in uh, Lazaro and Danny Rose. So that's some good news coming out of the club. There'll be people in the streets celebrating to hear the news <laughs> that Valentino, is it Valentino Lazaro? And Danny Rose yeah. have extended their deals until the end of the season. They'll be risking the COVID. He, Danny Rose is getting a bit of stick on Twitter, I've seen this week, because uh, he seems to have, well, allegedly, he seems to have put on a bit of weight over the lockdown period. I think he's getting a bit of stick, which is a bit unfair, because I think he's still a, a good player. I rate him. He's a good player, but he was carrying a bit of timber before this season Ooh. came to a halt, so... He's like the UK UK ambassador for fish and chip shops, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't want to be here, though, does he? You can you can tell. I think that might just be his demeanour, though. I don't know. I think if you watch him play, he, he gives it his all, and he is trying his best. But I think what was letting him down is his fitness level, and he was yeah. getting into his stride a bit. Remember watching him at uh, the World Cup for England, pulling it down the wing. Sorry. Carry on. Sorry, just Hodge that'd had it. As, that'd, be, that'd be as gassy. <laughs> Hodge had like an, he had an inverse burp there. Sorry, dude. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So you, you just watch him uh, kind of run like up and down the wing like the ninety minutes of the World Cup. I, think, I still think he's a very good player, and there's rumor. There's rumor as well because obviously. Paul Dummett was basically dropped from the squad because he had a season-ending injury. But now that we've reached the end of what would be the end of the season, he's now back to full fitness. But obviously we still have nine matches to go. So I think there's a question mark as to whether he can be added back into the squad, which I think would be good. Because we're kind of just left with Danny Rose now, aren't we? We've got Matt Rich you can play at left back. They will um, They will probably have like another situation where they have to register probably for the... The, the last bit because there'll be a couple of other teams that are, would have had the same problem yeah. of injuries and thinking that they're completely gone they would have taken them out to maybe register someone else so there's, but there'd probably be something in place for that I would have thought and there's going to be a few players whose contracts aren't renewed at the end of June so there'll be mm. some uh, some players which will drop out of squads that way so yeah you would have thought they would have just extended it allowed it like a quick extension to take them to the end of the season you would have thought yeah 
And, and I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. In the last episode, we talked about our predictions, nine remaining games of this season. I asked our followers what they thought the result would be in the Sheffield United game on the 21st of June. Uh, 47% of people think we will win, 25% think we'll draw, and 28% think we will lose. Let's just hope that the 47% of those people that voted are right. It kind of emulates what we've put, because I think you, both of you two put win and I put draw, so it's kind of... We're going going with the with the public here. Oh, well, the, the vast majority seem to agree with me and Gray. I, I wonder. I wonder how many of those people we influenced opinions of. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I can imagine it's a big fat none. Uh, <laughs> what with our footballing expertise? <laughs> yeah, and a strong following. Oh yeah, that also reminds me, Hodge. I still need to put that table on Twitter. So obviously, in episode two, we talked about our predictions for the remaining nine games of the season. Got them all in table format, so we'll put those on Twitter. You can all have a look through and see if you agree with us or not. We're going to give ourselves points as the weeks kind of go on uh, and see how badly we've we've got things wrong. We've all got a five run it. <laughs> all the big bucks, high rollers. Hi, Rollers here. Twitter's actually been doing quite well for this. We, we seem to be gaining a bit of a, a following, um, slowly but surely. Uh, I've been putting a few questions on there, a few brain teasers. I think the other day it was like, I put clues for a former Toon player, and people had to guess. Such is life on Twitter. People were guessing it straight away, which really pissed me off. Um, but it was things along the lines of, like, I'd give a nationality. <laughs> I'd give a nationality, I'd give a position, give a number of uh, appearances, total appearances, and a number of goals. So the example the other day was nationality Australian, position defender, appearances 31 i think and goals zero it's not really much of a challenge because you guys know the answers but as that example it was craig moore who the fuck is craig moore uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i think we'll really play much it, it seems to be quite popular those so we'll uh, we'll carry on in that format i think we'll start leaving more stuff on our twitter more things for you to kind of get involved with more questions and quizzes and facebook sorry yes we've also got a, a facebook page you can find us on there talk of the tune podcast um but i think we're going to start leaving more quizzes on our social media so you can get involved yourselves but also leave you a few brain teasers as we're as we're talking shock i've got another quiz if you would like to oh, jump straight into this becoming a bit of a fixture this already we're only in episode isn't three it, isn't it <laughs> just... imagine doing a podcast with two quiz masters <laughs> well you know you've got a lot to live up to when yours comes around <laughs> i know pressure gray hodgie's quiz corner let's have a go I need a little jingle. That's what I <laughs> kept myself a little jingle. I I, if if anyone, yeah, if so anyone's cool. listening, if you're if you're a jingle maker or you think you can you can fancy yourself making a jingle, then uh, please feel free to send us your uh, your creations. Hodgie's oh, quiz corner. The questions are always mint. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I love so, that. This... That's totally rehearsed as well. Uh... <laughs> it's not. I've literally just come up with that. Oh man, my talents. <laughs> <laughs> my talents uh, have no boundaries oh, right so anyway let's get on with this quiz uh, this one's got a better title than last time I tried to be a bit funny so I've just left the funny ones out and I've just gone for who scored <laughs> oh, right. I was going to say humour's not your forte <laughs> quizzes yes <laughs> comedy <bastard>. no <laughs> <laughs> right so who scored so basically all you have to do is tell me who scored the goal so there's different questions around but so we'll, you'll get it as, as it kind of goes on so oh, I hope so question number one Newcastle United's last goal scorer in the Premier League dates back to the 7th of March. Ooh. I can give you a clue by giving you who it was against. Yeah, go on. It was against Southampton. Oh, I think I know. It was a 1-0 win. 
It was a one-nil win, and it's our it's our favourite player at the minute. It's uh, Alain Saint Maximin. It is Alain Saint Maximin? See, so, yeah, I thought that was yeah. I thought I was going to struggle. To be honest, it was the the team that gave it away because I remember watching mm-hmm. that in that game. We had a penalty saved. Dwight Gale had two chances that he definitely should have buried. It seemed like everything was going against us. And then I think one of their defenders, was it something Valerie or something? I don't know. One of their defenders had a massive cock up at the back. Walt Alain swooped in and uh, gave us the win. Dwight Gale's a funny one, isn't he? Like, he just never has made anything stick in the Prem. In the Prem, yeah. Always smashed up championship, but he's Aye. never really made anything stick too much in the Prem. I don't know if it's the amount of game time or, like, if it's talent or being thrown into teams where he's not that fully confident I, I just don't know what it is with him I can't put my finger on it I was about to say I think he's got that reputation as a championship striker so I don't think he's given his time in the Premier League to actually have a bit of a run in the team he's no. also fairly injury prone yeah like yeah. all good quick strikers these days um, so maybe that's hampered his confidence a little bit we've definitely missed the boat on the best opportunity to cash in on him as well I think there was a point where we had mm. just come up and uh, I think Fulham were after him I think West Brom as well were after yeah, that point, weren't they? And they were. He had that lone season, didn't he? West Brom in the in the Championship, where he was slayer of Championship teams. He was bagging the goals. I think they they wanted him, but I think we've always priced teams out of buying him, or maybe his mm. wage has also been a, a, a stumbling block as well. But it's good to throw in every now and again, and just have just someone come off the bench with a little bit of pace, and sometimes can make something happen. But it, it's. It's few and far between, I feel. Yeah, he's a solid finisher, isn't he? He scores yeah, good goals. but there's two two guilt edge opportunities in that Southampton game where he should have got himself mm-hmm. two goals and he's just failed to failed to make it stick. I think also consistency and being regular in the team helps. He's, mm-hmm. When he's obviously being thrown in every once in a while, bit part player, he's never really going to have a chance to you know get some form under his belt and get scoring again. Whereas in the championship, he's like the first name on the team sheet, isn't he? Yeah, sure. Right, so that was ASM. He's been caught there, Valerie. It's Sam Maxime. He's done it! Question number two. This is a bit of a... I think you'll get this straight away. I'm describing describing the situation. So, the score is 3-4. 87 minutes played. A free kick Check Tiote. Right. Check Tiote. Yeah. Didn't even get into my proper stride. I'll let you have it. Boom, though. boom. Goal as well. Shake, <laughs> shake the, the room. room. <laughs> Cracking bit of commentary. That well, way. I know what transition I'm putting in after this segment. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I remember, I think, Hodge, were you there at the match with me when we went, I think we went to the Man City match, a Man City match a while ago with Czech Tio, he was still around, and he scored an absolute thunderbolt to the top corner to make it 1-0, which was ruled offside or something along those lines. I think one of our yeah, players think... was ruled offside for interfering. Yes. Uh, I, and I what a goal that game, was. Yeah. He loved a long shot, didn't he? He, he was did. like, it was. I think one in every hundred maybe might have been on target for him. Yeah, most, most of it, most of the time, it landed in row Z. Yeah, <laughs> there's just one or two which uh, he got hold of. And, I know, did look on a thing it. today to find out his kind of scoring stats and stuff like that, and it was uh, just the one thing that came up: pros, good tackler, defensive position, and good long shots. Discipline was a, a strong problem, <laughs> which I thought was quite funny. Like he did love to pick a yellow card up mm. quite a lot, didn't he? Rest in peace. Rest in peace, indeed. Absolutely. Boom! Boom! Shake! Shake! The room! Number three. This one's quite a good one, I think. Who was the last Toon player to score against the Mackums in a one-one draw in the Premier League? Oh God Almighty! Um. I think a long time back to when the Mackums were last in the Prem, but... 
little dig get in well you know there's this whole i saw this class thing on twitter the other day it was like keep two meters apart but in our case it's keep two divisions apart (laughs) (laughs) at all times social distancing um i don't know can we have a like what year was it 2016 oh so it's not even that fucking long ago shit no i did find out something by the way at the time we had Derby record is Sunderland 54 wins, Newcastle 53 wins, 49 draws. Fucking hell. Now that obviously didn't help us losing pretty much, what, six in a row. Yeah. That didn't help it, so they managed to claw back <laughs> quite mm. quickly. But yeah, that's, that's, it's quite tight, to be fair. Like, Well, very tight. Only one win in it, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 2016, 1-1 draw. Outrageous volley when I was in the Gallagher end, seeing it go in. I was oh, Jermaine Defoe scored, didn't he? Jermaine Defoe, he yeah, did. Yeah. yeah. Can you give us a position? Striker, striker from 2016. See, all the years from like 2010 to now just kind of fucking merge into one for me. You might have danced and sang his name in a nightclub. It wasn't Mitro, was it? Yes, it was Mitro. Was it? Oh, yeah, Mitro was all fire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mitrovic was the last person to score against the Mackhams. Seriously, the I don't remember him. At home. I don't remember him scoring against the Mackhams. Can't remember what it was, but I think it was like eighty-six minutes or something. So it was quite late on in the game. We we were pretty pretty poor. I remember the first half. Oh, I remember that much. Just yeah. absolutely woeful, and the players got booed off at halftime because it was it was just ridiculous. Mind you, Jermaine's Jermaine Defoe's goal was, was one of the me- only couple of chances they had and it was an absolute worldie to be fair volley from outside the edge of the box at the top corner it was pretty decent he loved scoring against us without the need to make it he's been a prolific goal scorer he's just like Dwight Gale on speed <laughs> he just does everything in just a better fashion he's still knocking about isn't he he's still knocking about Jermaine Defoe isn't he at ra- is he still at Rangers um, Steve G I think he might have one season left, maybe, on his contract. Oh, I'm not sure. There you go. We won't, uh, we won't give Assad back and Bass any more airtime. Let's uh, move swiftly on. <laughs> so, question four is a little bit trickier. Who was the first player to score for Newcastle United in the Premier League who has held an African national cap? Ooh. I had to do a decent bit of digging I can, yeah, for this. I can imagine. <laughs> but it's a good question. So who was the first player to score in the Premier League for Newcastle that has held an African national cap? So they're from, what, they've had a full international cap for an African country? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, my God. What? Oh. You, uh, you'd probably be mistaken for thinking that they're English. I'm struggling. It was in the year 2000. It's not um, <laughs> Nigeria's finest striker, is it? It's not Shola Amiobi. Oh, good shot. Yes, it was Shola Amiobi. Funny enough, the Nigerian is the first first scorer for, for Newcastle with an African national cap. The Mackham Slayer. The Mackham Slayer. Aye. In case of local derby, please break glass and then Shola behind it. Yeah, that's a good name. Question five is the last one. A little bit tricky. There's a technically answer and then there's an actual answer to go with it. Um, see if you can kind of get both. It'd be quite hard. Yeah, what's the difference? You'll find out. You'll find out. There is an official answer, and then there's an answer where... Well, there's two. There's basically two answers, right? You'll, you'll get it. So, who scored Newcastle's first Premier League goal? You're not going to get the technically. So, technically, it was Peter Atherton who scored an own goal in a loss to Coventry 
So it was known goal. So who actually scored? Which Newcastle player actually scored the first goal? So who's the first Newcastle United player to score a Premier League goal for Newcastle United? Oh, I mean, yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, we were two at the time. You know him. I'd hope so. Um, Scored 55 goals and 70 appearances, if that helps. Good record. It is a good record, isn't it? Is it Peter Beardsley? It's not Peter Beardsley. I had David Ginola, but I think he came later, didn't he? Yeah, he was a little bit later, yeah. Are we in the right era, though? Or we've got to go back further? Yeah. You think he left in 96? I think he left in 96. Was it someone like Andy Cole? Yes. Is it? Oh! It is Andy Cole. He scored Newcastle's first. Fuck, I'm chuffed. He was the actual scorer of the first Newcastle goal, but like I say, technically Peter Atherton scored the first one for Newcastle in a 2-1 loss against Coventry. Yeah, I'm chuffed with that. Um, Andy Cole, I think Andy Cole's goal was actually against Man United. Andy Cole's goal? Good question, that is. Yeah. It is a good question, isn't it? Yeah, it is a really good question, yeah. Hodge's Quiz Corner, where questions are usually factually right, but not always. Hodge's Quiz Corner, where all the questions are shite. Andy Cole, still with Cole, still going. Oh, that? A goal from Andy Cole. Monsieur Gray, avez-vous un quiz? Alright, so I've ripped a little game off podcast I was listening to the other night. Uh, I'm going to send you both a, a list of uh, Newcastle-related words, theme. Basically articulate, if you know the board game. And yeah, so Will, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to describe your words to Hodge, but you're not allowed to say the word. And Hodge, you'll have 30 seconds after that. And whoever gets the most points is the victor. So, Will, you've got a 30-second rolling clock, and then Hodge, you'll have a 30-second rolling clock after... Uh... Okay. All right, you ready? Let's go. Three, two, one. Okay, Newcastle's second highest goal scorer ever. It's got a statue of him on... Uh... Correct. Um, big striker, plays number seven Andy at Carroll. the minute. Correct. A beer that's synonymous with... Brown with the tune. That's a one, yeah. Uh, fat Bastard owns Newcastle Mike United. Ashley. Um, he features on Atletico Mincer's podcast. He's, he talks a bit like that. Ah, oh, Peter Beardsley. Uh, <laughs> correct, yeah. Um, it was on the 9th of June. Time. Oh, oh fuck. Is that last one. Fuck. How many did I get there? One, two, three, four, five. Five, okay. Sweet. It's good, it's good effort. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll 30 take seconds that. isn't long, is it? It isn't, man. No, <laughs> really. Right. I think any longer this would be a very boring podcast. <laughs> right, I'll your turn. You ready? Oh, fucking hell. Right. Go. Name a stand at the town. Gallagher. Yes. Uh, small man, but not the one that ruined the club. Dennis, or oh, Den- not Dennis Wise. Uh, um, injured a lot of the time when he played for his... Michael Owen. Yeah, the pub outside the ground. The strawberry. What do we play in? Black and white stripes. Uh, we met him at Aspers playing roulette one night. Ah, Tino Asprea. Yeah. The tournament that we won years and years ago. Actually, I think it was this Fairs year. Cup. Yeah. Into, in, yeah. Um, Shola's brother. Or Sammy. Found in, yeah. Uh, 1892. Oh. There we go. <sighs> nearly. Nearly. Smashed that one. Two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven. Ooh. Smashed it. Jeez. That was good, that. I like that. We could do that more often. It was good. Yeah, we should steal more stuff from other people. <laughs> <laughs> well stolen, allegedly. Who does that mean is better? Does that mean I? Who wins that? Is it the person describing or the person guessing? I say it's the person guessing. So I say Will. Oh, hello. Yes, lads. I'll take as that. As the one. official adjudicator, yeah, Will wins. <laughs> I'll just not try as hard for you next time, Will. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, well, that's good. I like that. Enjoyed that. Quick game is a good game. I still think I'm the best coach in the Premier League. Does anybody know what was meant to be happening today, of all days, this year, today, right now? Yes. What? We were supposed to be going, weren't we, Hodge? We were supposed to be going to the Euros. We we had tickets for Germany, Portugal, is it? Uh, yeah, on Germany, the, Portugal um, next Friday. On the 19th, but the Euros are meant to start today, but they've obviously been pushed back a year. Taking their girlfriends, by the way. Taking their girlfriends. Yes, we <laughs> Old, old, old Will left here in London. <laughs> He's not better by Jet it, off to uh, absolutely ludicrous thing to do. I think this year we probably had a decent shout with like the strength that we have in the England team. I think it could be slightly stronger in terms of a couple of players that I would probably put in and take out. Like who? Name them. <sighs> I think I'd love to take Lascelles. I think I'm just a bit biased in that him being a Newcastle player at the minute, but I do rate him. His defensive setup, I think, is is really good quality. It's just I know that England are looking for more of a ball playing centre half, which I don't think he is. Well, I think if Tyrone Mings from Aston Villa can get in the team, mm-hmm. I think Jamal's got a very good shout. But as you say, Hodge, I think. Southgate's probably looking for more of a ball playing centre half, so like a John Stones, and he doesn't really quite fit that mould, as you say. But sometimes you just need a good old fashioned centre half in the team and a good commander. Mm-hmm. So, one thing Jamal is, he's a great leader of men, and he's going to keep that back four or back five or whatever defensive setup you have, he's going to keep them in shape. He's going to keep good discipline. He's also the type of player who kind of feel would step up to that level as well. He's not, I wouldn't say, a world class defender, but he's a type of player who kind of strikes me as he's going to be able to step up to that level and play at that level fairly comfortably. It doesn't matter kind of who he's playing for. Yeah, he broke into the Toon team quite young. He was still quite young, and he, he really put a stamp on it. He got that dressing room in order. Mm-hmm. And I remember him in those post-match interviews and really calling out some big players in that team and just kind of saying, here I am, mm-hmm. this isn't good enough. I think that was almost a turning point or the start of a turning point for us. He puts he puts good performances in it against high-level teams like whenever we play against like City and United, Chelsea, all that kind of jazz. So I'm, I'm totally behind you. Whatever you've just said there, Gray, about him stepping up. I think he, he does his strives to, to play at a better level, basically. So how do you feel so Jamal Lascelles should make the England squad? Well, do you, do you reckon there's any other Newcastle players who are in contention to be picked in the England squad for next year? No. In the England squad? If I'm being honest, probably not. Who have we got who would possibly be in contention? John Joe. John Joe, yeah. Sean Longstaff, Matty Longstaff. Matty Longstaff's too far off being being considered for the senior squad. I've always been a huge fan of John Joe. It's a really tough one because what does he bring to the squad? You know, laser accurate passes. He can spot a pass. He can dictate the play quite well. He's a good playmaker. Gets forward quite well. Good replacement for like Henderson, I would say. Yeah, well, I suppose when you throw Henderson in the mix, in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, he's probably in my eyes a more talented footballer than Jordan Henderson. 100%. Jordan Henderson, he's obviously doing something right. If he's on, you know, he's on track to, to lift the, the Premier League trophy this year. Um, I think it's probably that command and that leadership again that Jordan Henderson's bringing to the fore. I don't know, I'm just linked by the fact he used to play for Sunderland, really. I don't know, what are Jordan Henderson's redeeming factors? What are his, what are his assets as a footballer? I, I've never really looked at him in too much detail. Like you say, he's a strong, strong leader. And I think he kind of manages to organise the team around him quite well. But in terms of footballing prowess, he's fairly strong ball-winning midfield you could argue but when it comes to passing distribution creativity rarely see him play that through ball or or anything which sets up a goal he's got no killer instinct Mm. I don't think 
is is what he's mm. kind of lacking. Whereas in kind of creativity, where I think where John Joe could probably bring that. It's hard. It's hard to see what they want to really kind of do because I know what Southgate's done in in recent times is pick people on form rather than name, which is good. But then you can look at a lot of other English players that are out there who are actually on form. That'll probably get picked ahead of quite a lot of standard players that just kind of perform on a regular basis. Like look, look at like Mason Mount. For example, for Chelsea, before the um, the season kind of came to an end, he was really, really pushing on and becoming a really good little player himself. And I think they're wanting to try and expose young people at an earlier stage to having national games, maybe it's just to strengthen in depth that way. Um, a bit like what probably Germany did a, a good couple of years ago by playing like Mario Goethe and stuff like that. I think that's the that's the way that they want to do it. The other players in contention for that kind of central central midfielder role for the England setup are Declan Rice, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain, Harry Winks. So Harry Winks, I'm not sure how he's... He's disappeared a bit, and I don't get... Yeah, I'm not sure how he's found his way in there. The others are Mason Mount and James Madison. I mean, Mason Mount, very young. James Madison, also very young. James Madison definitely deserves to be there. He's a very, very good player. Uh, Mason Mount, I think the jury's still out, but he's a good player. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is actually a very, very good player. Can you believe he's still only 26? Mad, isn't it? I feel like he's been around for so long. It feels like he should be 30 plus, 100%. If you think about it, it's such a a young midfield lineup for England. I'd get rid of Declan Rice, though. I just don't get why he's there or why he's on the fringe. Oxlade-Chamberlain is the oldest of those players I've named at 26. You've got Declan Rice, 21. Harry Winks, 24. Mason Mount, 21. And then James Madison, 23. It's unbelievable how young the mm. players are. But these are all players that Southgate's obviously worked with in the under-21 squad. Yeah. yeah, They're all quite exciting players as well, aren't they? Is that mm. Tosk- Tarkovsky or whatever his name is? Uh, centre-back. Tarkowski. Yeah. James Tarkowski, yeah. Rate him. I rate Ben Mee as well. Sorry, James Tarkowski's not in the squad. He's not. you got Trent Alexander-Arnold, Ben Chilwell, Harry Maguire, Tyrone Mings, as we mentioned before. Get rid of him. Kieran Trippier, Danny Rose are still in there. <laughs> John Stones, then Fikeo Tomori. I think Ben Mee and... Uh, I can't even say his name, but I think I think, I think they're very very good, solid players. Uh, Ditch Mings, very wishy-washy performances, I think. Yeah. It doesn't really do it for me, personally. It's not a world-class centre-half lineup is it really harry Maguire has kind of lost momentum lately mm. john stones i mean he's okay but he's very very injury highly rated by pep isn't he he's really highly rated but that's because he's a ball playing center half but he's also prone to making mistakes mm. um and you can't really be making big mistakes like that too often yeah just to kind of close off what we we're saying before the other center mids kind of in contention or the recent call-ups are jordan henderson obviously ross barkley fabian delf and jesse lingard fabian delf if you look at people like Lingard and Delph... Was it Lingard hasn't scored since, what, like 2018 or something? Or something yeah. crazy, like in the Prem? Under threat of doing a complete U-turn. I think if you're lining him up against people like Lingard, Delph, Declan Rice, then I think John Joe probably does deserve a shout. You know, he does he does deserve to be alongside those players. Um, I, I wonder whether it's just a discipline thing with, with John Joe sometimes as well. Turned a corner on that, really, like under Benitez. Got a lot calmer, not less rash with decisions and tackles and, and things like that. I think some of it could also be his work rate. He's not renowned for always giving his all. Well, he certainly doesn't look like he's giving his all at some points, but I think that's changed. Like you say, under Benitez, I think that's changed. I think he's almost kind of had that realisation that this is his kind of like this is calling good at what he does mm. if he does put in 100% then yeah there's probably not many better creative passing midfielders yeah I can't remember who made the point earlier on as well but it was a very good point that this is probably the best chance for John Joe because Southgate does pick players based on form mm-hmm. rather than well he picks them 
more so on form than previous England managers have done. Mm -hmm. So this is probably his best chance at an England call-up if he just keeps up those performances. I'm excited for the Euros, or was excited for the Euros. I'm still excited if they come next year, but I don't know if momentum is going to be lost from the World Cup. The excitement that we had of (laughs) performing quite decently against teams and getting quite far, I just don't know if it's going to be be able to to keep that kind of run into into the euros it's it's going to be interesting how another full season gets in the way um of this but then i think it's hard for international teams to actually build any momentum i think the only chance they really have to build momentum is in these sorts of competition Mm -hmm. so until you actually see them hit the ground running and you actually see the competition get started it's it's hard to actually make a decision because players especially players from a Premier League who have got an intense schedule will be knackered by the time summer competitions come around. So, mm-hmm. And I think this possible little break might do them all a favour and give them a chance. Sorry for boring you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's not good. Sorry, it's not good. It'd be interesting to see next year if this little unexpected break has any impact on, especially for Premier League players, at an international competition. Other, I mean, there's not really anyone else in contention for an England call-up, is there? I mean, Danny Rose, as we've just gone through there, is kind of already in the squad. I, mean, I don't know how heavily he would have featured at the Euros, but he's in that that 23-man squad. Jamal, as we've talked about, should really be in there, in all of our opinions. I think we're agreed on that. John Joe, after discussing it and discussing who he's up against, should probably be in there. Sean, Sean Longstaff's probably a little bit off. He's not quite up at the level that like um, Mason Mount and James Madison are at, but we're hoping he'll get there fairly quickly. And then obviously Matty's a little bit young. You've got Dwight Gale. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> and, <laughs> long shot. No chance at all. But he's an English player, so really we should drop his name in there. Andy Carroll, his time has long passed. <laughs> I'm wondering if he's um, I wonder if he's actually officially retired yet. We'll look into that. I think that just about covers it off. Such a shame. We could have been watching could have been watching real life international football. Alas, no, it wasn't meant to be. Current circumstances and all. We'll just have to wait a few more days for the Premier League to come back. But roll on the Premier League. Can't wait for it to come Roll back. on the Premier Yeah, no right. I'm missing football horribly. And Shelby! Right, well, I'm feeling a bit left out now. I think Gray's had his turn. Gray's done his quiz. Hodgie's had his little quiz corner. Um, I think I should probably throw my hat in the ring. I've got a Who Am I quiz. Yeah, yeah. So, Who Am I? I am going to read out... Some facts from a former Newcastle United player. You're right, Hodge? Yeah, no, I'm just trying to concentrate on what I'm getting it. <laughs> All right, okay. Getting him right, who am I? I'm going to read out some clues. I'm going to read out some facts from a former Toon player. And I guess it's just a free-for-all. Who can guess it first? No buzzers or anything. But if you know just it... Just shout out. Just shout it, yeah. Sweet. So here we go. I was born on the 27th of August, 1973, in Wald Sassen, West Germany. Nothing yet. I am a FIFA World Cup runner-up. Deep Mahaman? Fucking hell. Great yeah, chat. Deep Mahaman, yeah. Wow, okay, well, all those facts I had prepared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you only have one? Well, no, I can do another one. <laughs> uh, Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to make it really hard now. Mm-mm-mm. Not too hard. Give me a chance. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Apologies, Will. I was just trying to list off like German players that we've had. We haven't had many, so... Yeah, that's maybe where I went wrong. 
And we haven't had many World Cup runners up neither, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's only one I can think of. Ginola probably got there at one point, didn't he? Surely he would have had like some sort of. No, he wasn't. No, a, he, was, he wasn't a big feature in the French national was team. He no. Okay, right. That one was obviously far too easy. So I have another one. Let's hope, <laughs> let's hope we can make this last a little bit longer. This time. Okay, okay, okay. Who am I? I was born on the 29th of August 1976 in Dublin, Ireland. I started my career at Stella Maris, whatever that is. I have 44 caps for the Republic of Ireland. I am a Football League Cup winner with Tottenham Hotspur. I think I know it. I will go on then. It's Stephen Carr. Oh, for fuck's sake. Nice. <laughs> nice shout, to be fair. Like, I was struggling with that one. As soon as you said Ireland, I had two names in my head. Stephen Carr is shaking. Yeah. <laughs> I had Damien Duff in my head. Ah, you little bollocks. <laughs> right, okay. Well, that's the end of uh, Will's Quiz Corner. <laughs> <laughs> Will's <laughs> Quiz Corner. It's really easy. <laughs> yeah, we need to work on these jingles. Um, right, I'll try and think of more cryptic clues maybe next time. Yeah, I've, I've fucking got you, sister. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Try this one on for size. This isn't, uh, this isn't who am I. This is a nationality test. So Newcastle United have had one player who has represented Trinidad and Tobago. Shaka his love. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, mate. All right, one Turkish player. Emery. All right, this fucking quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Bollocks! Yeah, thanks very much for joining us again on this episode of Talk of the Tune. This is episode three. We've certainly enjoyed recording it. We hope you've enjoyed listening to it. We'd just like to say a big thank you again to all of you that have listened to our first two episodes. Yes, really appreciate your kind messages of support. Um, and we would encourage you to, yes, please follow us on Facebook and Twitter at TOTT Podcast. And you can find us on Facebook by searching Talk of the Tune Podcast. I think that's pretty much it, though, isn't it? Like, uh, I guess I'll see you in the next one. Gray, say adios. Cheers for listening. Uh, Monsieur Hodgson, say Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Cheers. Cheers. We'll see you after the Sheffield United game where we've thumped them. Oh, me lads, you should have seen us gunning. Passing the folks along the road just as they were standing. All the lads and lasses there, all the It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 